Welcome to the Literary Lions Podcast, the place for all things literacy at Chestnut Ridge. Welcome to our pilot episode of Literary Lions. We're going to start out with introducing the host and co-host. I'm Dave Friedenbloom, the Director of Curriculum Instruction at Chestnut Ridge School District. And I'm your librarian, Mrs. Clark, here at Chestnut Ridge Middle School. So our desire with this podcast is to talk to you about everything literary at Chestnut Ridge. So we'll get right into it. We'll ask our school librarian, what made you fall in love with reading? Um, some of my earliest memories in my life involve reading. I, I remember seeing a picture of me when I was about two or three years old in front of my Easter basket at, when I was a kid, and there were books in front of it. And it just kind of struck me because it, it made me realize that my parents have always tried to encourage a life of literacy, even at such a young age that I couldn't even remember it except to see a picture of it. But my parents were always buying us books. I remember as a child, the bookmobile from our local library would park at the post post office near our house and we would walk across the street and check out books. I remember my mother reading to me at bedtime. One of the earliest books I remember having read to me by my mother was Charlotte's Web. I still have the original copy. It's falling apart, but it's one of my favorite books. And I just remember always reading as a kid, always buying books. My parents always giving us money to go to the book fair. And I came from a big family, so money was not something that there was a lot of around, but they always made sure that we had money for books. And one of my first memories of independent reading was in fourth grade. My older sister introduced me to R.L. Stein. She read a story called The Secret Bedroom, and she said, you have to read this book. It is so amazing. And I remember sitting up late at night, reading it with my nightlight, and I couldn't go to sleep because it was so scary, but I loved it. And that kind of started my passion for reading, I think. that That's what I remember in elementary school, and, and it just kind of grew from there. So uh, what was your, as a kid, I know it may be hard to choose just one, but what was your favorite book that you remember as a kid? One of the books that I remember the most was from middle school. Around eighth grade, I read a book called Princess Nevermore by Diane Curtis Reagan. And I was around 14 when I first read that in 1999, I think it would have been. And it was one of those books that was kind of ending on a cliffhanger. And I remember feeling like I, I wish there was a sequel. And then in 2006, the author actually wrote a sequel. And at that time, I was 21. And I could not wait to pick up that book that I had first read when I was 14. I reread it. And then I read the sequel. And I was just so excited to continue that story. But that's one that stands out in my mind was in eighth grade, Princess Nevermore. That's awesome. I took a little bit of a different path into reading than than what you did. So I just cleaned out my parents' attic a few months ago, and I found all of my, my old books. And when I was five or six years old, I was reading, reading presidential biographies. Um, I took the, the route of I didn't like fiction. Um, and in fact, I, I didn't really get into reading fiction until I was a little bit older. To actually have to credit a teacher that Chestnut Ridge High School, um, Mrs. Danielle Lamb, who um, pr- provided me with a lot of different fiction series that I needed to read, and really got me into reading fiction a little bit later in life. But I read a lot of a lot of nonfiction, which probably led me into being what I was as a you know a vocation as a social studies teacher. But then I read a lot of magazines. I was an avid outdoors person, like the hunt fish, read a lot of those kinds of magazines. And, and again, my 
my illness was my parents had them there for us they always purchased us magazines and books and and there was never any shortage of that in my house so i, I have a lot of credit to to my parents especially my mom who um who definitely made sure that we had books and i still remember her teaching me to read it was quite a struggle i was sitting on my toy box at the age of three years old or along those lines and uh she was forcing me to read because she set her mind that I was going to read that day. And um, I remember her sitting down forcing me to do it because you may or may not know this about me, Katie, but I am a little bit stubborn. No, I, I had no idea. So talk to me a little bit about um, the library here at Chestnut Ridge in the age of COVID. You know, none of us anticipate this being the, the forever situation. This is your first year in this role. So um Right now, how are you managing the library here at Chestnut Ridge? Well, <clears throat> with it being my first year in the library, I knew that it was going to look a little bit different this year. But my number one goal above anything else was to just make sure that students were still getting books in their hands. So I had to brainstorm, how can I do this safely when we're not having students in the library, touching the books, what can I do? So I came up with a system where students could request books and fill out a form, a slip that has a spot for the title and the author, call number, all the information that I need. And I individually pull those books for the students or my teacher's aide helps me to pull the books for the students. And then on their next library class, I'm able to deliver them their books. Um, some students have reached out to me through email if they need a book sooner than that. And I basically am operating a mobile book cart and offer book deliveries to students, just anything I can do to make sure that they're getting the books that they need. Um, we then set the books on a shelf for three days after their return to make sure that they're safe before they're redistributed and um, reshelved. And it's been working really well. Every week I have students requesting books. I have students reaching out through email. Even in the evenings, I'll have students email me on their free time and say, hey, I really want to read this book. Can I have it tomorrow? And it just seems to be working well that we're still getting books in kids' hands. And we were also able to still have a book fair this fall. We just did it virtually online, which was kind of a new experience, but a lot of students have said they've ordered, so I'm really anxious to see how that went. And it's nice to know that no matter how many roadblocks have been put up, we've still been able to do our primary mission, which is to make sure kids are getting books. That's awesome. In today's day and age, it's nothing seems normal at this time. And, you know, as we go forward, you know, let's talk about what are your big plans to advance the culture of literacy at Chestnut Ridge? We we both have talked about this. The library is the hub of literacy in any school. Um, what are your plans moving forward post-COVID when we can get back to a sense of normal operations? Um, some of the things I know that we were doing in the library that seemed to be working really well was the reading competition. I want to make sure that that continues on when we're able to safely do that. I'm very passionate about academic programs in our school and making sure that those continue on. Um, I would like to work with our uh, former librarian, Vicki Schroyer, who is the reading competition coach, to make sure that that program continues and grows. Um, I'm hoping maybe in the spring we could try for an in-person book fair if we're able to safely do that, if we can find a venue that will work. I also recently read an article about a book vending machine uh, at a school where they provide students with tokens as a reward 
um, that they can then use to purchase books from the book vending machine. And we already have a great positive behavior system in place here at the middle school, our pride program. So I thought that we could very seamlessly add the tokens as a part of that program to reward students and make it a meaningful reward, something that's intrinsic, that it's not just like, here's candy, here's a toy, it's it's here's a book and, and encourage that, that knowledge. And I know that there are a lot of kids in our school that maybe would like to buy books and own books and book ownership is so important. There's so much research saying that books not only need to be read by children, but book ownership is is also an indicator of future success in children. So to be able to have a vending machine that students can basically get free books that, that they earn these tokens and can basically build their home library, I think would be a dream of mine to be able to get more books into students' hands that not only are they borrowing from us, but they're getting to take these books home and have that sense of ownership and and have that be something really good for them to be able to say, this is my book. No one can take it away from me and I get to keep it forever and ever. So I would like to do that and maybe get the community involved, seek donations to be able to keep the books in the vending machine stocked. So I know right now that's something we're looking into to maybe get some grants to create that program and start that. So I'm really excited about that. And also as sort of a, a side interest of mine, I love to write. So I, I'm in communication with a lot of people that like to write. So I'm hoping to get some local authors in here and guest speakers to talk to the kids and really just show them that literacy is such an important part of life. It's an important part of so many careers that this isn't something you just do in school. This is a life skill. And I even it was thinking today, it's November, it's National Novel Writing Month. There's a program called NaNoWriMo. And I used to use that in my seventh grade English classroom. I think that would be great to maybe in the future try some novel writing with students or, you know, National Poetry Month in April have some events. So just different things to throughout the year encourage writing and reading and literacy in the library, I think would be dreams of mine when things are a little bit more normal again. That sounds exciting, and and you know my my goal is always to to get kids to read more. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in read 20 minutes per day. My own children are forced to read 20 minutes per day. Um, that you know, it's not much of a force. My they both really enjoy reading, but I always say that the most important skill that our that our kids take away from Chestnut Ridge or any school in, or any educational experience is the ability to read and we live in the information age where every thought that human beings have ever had are recorded and at our fingertips on a phone that costs less than a hundred dollars and it's only good to us if we can read it if we can analyze it and if we can make sense of it so literacy there's this whole thought process that we're in a post-literate area I've, I've read things that where people say hey you know people don't need to read anymore it's on youtube and and i think Today, it's even more critical than it ever was before because there's so much information out there and being able to discern fact from fiction or being able to access that information is just so huge. So our hope with this with this podcast is to talk about all things literacy at Chestnut Ridge. We're going to have special guests. We're going to have student guests. Um, we're reaching out to anybody that would be interested in being featured in an episode to talk to us about books, to bring their ideas for how to advance literacy to try to promote literacy to give us ideas to make reading more a part of our culture at chestnut ridge so for this week we wanted to introduce our podcast to you all and we'll be advancing episodes as we get guests and ideas and topics 
Do you have any final thoughts, Katie? I'm just excited to be trying something new here at the middle school. I think the students, this is a very um, modern way to communicate. A lot of students now, you know, are listening to podcasts or involved in social media. And I think this is a great way to kind of cater to those um, interests. And I'm hoping a lot of students get passionate and get involved and want to create content of their own. And I think this is a great opportunity to have them practice being creators and, and seeing that literacy is not only something you use in school, but it, it allows you to create and, and hopefully they can use their literacy skills to create their own podcasts. And I would just really like to see it expand to them and get them passionate about literacy. Okay, so final thought, we're going to do this every every recording, every guest, and since you are the host and this is our first time, you're going to make a book recommendation. If you could recommend one book right now to a student at Chestnut Ridge Middle School that they must read or should read right now, give it to us. What book should they read? Um, one of the books I remember reading in middle school that kind of changed my life and I actually had the opportunity to teach it as a teacher um, was The Little Prince and I'm probably going to completely butcher the author's name but um, he was French Antoine de Saint-Exupéry I think is roughly how it's pronounced but it is one of the most translated novels in the world and it's a book that a lot of people associate with childhood and youth and innocence and the lessons we learn as children and a lot of people are very passionate about the book it just had I remember reading it as a child and I got certain lessons from it and then rereading it as an adult and getting different lessons from it there's just there's the basic children's story to it that's just very magical about a young boy who travels from planet to planet trying to understand what what love and friendship is but then there's so many deeper lessons that you can read into as an adult and, and it just really I remember reading that book and it's one of the first books I remember that when I finished it I cried at the ending of it because I was sad that it was over, but it also just meant so much to me. And that's a book that I've probably reread easily 20 times, and I'm still not tired of reading it. Um, and I just think it's a book everybody should read at some point in their life. It's very short. It's a quick read. There's pictures. So um, it's very kid-friendly. And like I said, I, I literally think that anybody could take something away from it, whether you're a small child being read this story by an adult or whether you're an adult reading this on your own. It's it's just such a magical, meaningful story. I think everybody should read it at some point. Is it available in our library? It is. And, and I know that we also have copies in the seventh grade classroom here at the middle school. And if, if more people want to read it, that's a book that I would gladly make sure that we continue to keep it on our shelves. Because it, it, like I said, it's a book that really means a lot to me. Okay, well, thank you all for joining us for our initial podcast. Again, please reach out if you'd like to be a featured guest on our show. Until then, keep reading. <laughs>